Welcome to the show. Welcome to Your Thought Life Podcast. I am your host, Michael Anderson. On this podcast, we help people overcome mindset challenges to fast track success, whether that's personal or professional. If you haven't already, do subscribe and follow the podcast so you don't miss any of the episodes that are released on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. For those of you on a platform that supports it, thank you so much for leaving us a rating and a review. Your support of the podcast is truly appreciated. The crap that happens on the journey is the topic for today. Hanging out with people, like-minded people, who are doing life the way I'm doing life, who have very vibrant careers, they have entrepreneurial pursuits, some of which are in full-blown application execution mode, others who are planning likewise, then others who, you know, are already in the SMB space, and they're experiencing a wide range of activities that fall into the category of crap. Crap happens. When you're in pursuit of a dream, a goal, an aspiration, you should expect crap to happen. When you're diving into professional or personal development, you should expect to dig up a whole lot of crap. When you've decided that you're going to remove crap, you should expect a wee bit of resistance. These are well-documented areas, areas of focus that we can have, whereby we can systematically go in and extract or remove from our day-to-day happenings some of the reactions, some of the feeders or drivers, some might say triggers, for the things that we run up against that act as crap. That's exactly what we're going to do today. We're going to transform how we think about six different areas. And in the process, we're going to define those. We're going to help each of us understand how important these areas are. And we're going to look to science to help us understand what we can do to eradicate these things from being a component of the crappiness we experience. How about fear of failure? Yeah, fear of failure is right up there at the top. The apprehension that your effort won't result in the outcome that you have envisioned, to say the very least, can be crippling. It can stop some dead in their tracks. We have to realize that this is a mindset situation. Fear, doubt, and indecision They hang out together to feed off each other. If you see one, you'll likely be able with a little analysis to see the other two members. Because again, they are a family of scenarios that come into our mindset to stop us. It's totally normal. It's been happening for a long time now. My aim is to uncover it so that you can now pay attention to what's going on, so that you don't get stuck in the cycle of what-ifs, worst-case scenario thinking, and perfectionism. These are some of the auxiliary feeders 
that really get these three guys going. Again, fear, failure, or fear, doubt, and indecision. When you think about the fear of failing, what your mind is actually trying to do is to protect you from feelings that you've had in time past where you set out to do something and you missed the mark. Now you've got that academic stigma that you learn from grades, I don't know, kindergarten through whatever level of college education. You think you might get a C or a D or an F and because you don't have all the skill sets or have all of the knowledge that goes in between to raise your score to a high B or A, there's the crippling effect. You start to get uber concerned, then these negative reflections from your memories start to flood the frontal parts of your mind or your conscious mind. Before you know it, you're off on a tangent and back to a fixed mindset as if you don't have the wherewithal or the capability to change the circumstances into your favor. Fear can manifest in several ways. Procrastination, avoidance of challenge, settling for less, not thinking that you're enough. And there's a real simple algorithm that you can deploy right away to combat this. Nobody knows everything that they need to know to do all the things that they want to do in life. That's number one. Number two, failure is not final. It just means that you made an attempt, you didn't have all the pieces in part, you took a chance, which is admirable. You didn't quite hit everything that you needed. You're going to do some analysis to find out how to do that better the next time, learning from this first try. You're simply going to keep doing that, rinse and repeat until you hit the mark. Adopting a growth mindset while you're doing this is going to help. The growth mindset says you can do it and that whatever you don't know can be learned. I want to encourage you to shift your perspective to see things differently. Use this approach as a stepping stone to undo the blocking that fear of failure would try to set up to stop you and act like a set of crappy circumstances that you don't particularly need right now. One of my good friends suffers from imposter syndrome, which involves this persistent self-doubt and a sense of being, you know, not enough. Success and competence are just absolutely lacking. He's a very high achiever. And I was sharing with them that this is very common because it's difficult for them to internalize their accomplishments. When you have that set of circumstances in the forefront, in your conscious mind all day long, it creates a big old cloud over your thinking and your mindset. What ends up happening is this mindset leads to a constant state of questioning yourself. Then that causes stress and that brings in anxiety then before you know it, you've overworked your mind so much that you don't have an emotional capital left and you start in earnest the whole imposter syndrome. Wake up the next day, do the same set of circumstances and watch it play out like a pattern day after day until it becomes a part of you. Now it's incredibly difficult to break free of that crap. 
What do you do to combat this? What do you do to get past this? What do you do to insert an interrupt to stop the cycle? What you do is you begin journaling and keeping a record of your wins. That when the imposter syndrome tries to bubble up all of this self-doubt, you start to think of ways that you can wiggle out of this situation. You can then turn to your journal for a source of comfort and confirmation, seeing that you've got these wins recorded, you can then replace that negativity with one of your achievements and allow that whole scenario to begin to dissipate. We need that to dissipate, that you can get in a frame of mind to stop the crap from reoccurring over and over and over. Understanding that feeling out of place, that doesn't equate to actual incompetence. It just means that you're stepping a little outside of your comfort zone, which is admirable, but it doesn't necessarily have to be a scary place. It doesn't have to be a place where you doubt who you are and what you're capable of. If you alone can't undo this, if you can't raise your awareness enough, if you can't deploy this for some reason or another, then get yourself an accountability partner, someone you can trust, someone who is further along than you are, who can help you stay on the beaten path. Number three is overwhelm and burnout. How many people do we know in our circle who are, if not already burnt out or overwhelmed, are right on the cusp that tell us about circumstances all the time where they feel overburdened by tasks, where they feel heightened senses of stress, and they've got an emotional overload going on such that their mental health is not what it should be, and it plays out in the form of physical exhaustion. You know, from a mindset perspective, this really stems from the inability to set good, solid boundaries. That's number one. You have to be okay with not pleasing everyone. You have to be okay with not taking on so much that there's not adequate time and support for you and to get your batteries recharged. Again, we shared that this manifests in fatigue, physical fatigue. Stay in that state a really long time, and the crap that we're making light of becomes a clinical issue. I don't want that for you. We're going to go fix it. We're going to fix it expeditiously. We're going to reduce our commitments. We're going to reduce our output. We're just going to start setting good boundaries for ourselves and for the people that mean the most to us. One of the things that I'm working on this year is saying no more. There are numerous areas because I am a giver and I would desire to help as many people as I literally physically can. I want to say yes as much as I can. But what I realized is that's taking a toll on my performance. It's taking a toll on my ability to do things for my household, for my brand. And there comes a time when we need to equalize our output. This is a very, very good thing to do. We should not feel any kind of way 
by implementing this practice of saying no, reducing our stressors, and we can do so by implementing meditation, mindfulness, heightened senses of self-awareness, EQ, all of these things can come together to help us with this. I want you to be relieved. I want you to have better coping. And I want you to put together a support network if you need to. In the armed services, we were literally taught resilience. It was a part of our indoctrination to be resilient, which means to bounce back from setbacks quickly. Well, there's this group of people who maybe have not had home training that would teach them this, that may not have had a professional setting and coursework to teach them this, or they might not have been in the armed services and received dedicated blocks of instruction on how to do this. They don't have these skill sets. We would say that they lack resilience. When you're dwelling on a problem, when you feel that sense of overwhelm, when you get that victim mentality, when you start to lack perseverance, that's a resilience issue. It's what some people do when they don't literally know any better or they haven't been taught. It's going to manifest in ways that are, you know, crappy. You're going to be like, it's likely that this person would avoid any challenges. They're not going to do anything that's going to move the ball forward to insert that interrupt that I made mention of that would break a cycle. They're just simply going to accept the loss as the loss. That's that. If you know a person like this, what you can recommend is that they begin to learn from these setbacks and not shy away from them, face them head on, move from a position of glass half empty to glass half full, that they have um, the audacity, the strength, the inner fortitude to take another go at it, emphasizing that, you know, this was just one attempt. This doesn't mean that I can't try again. And then we're going to build in some strong social networks, some connections that are going to be for the individual, that are going to uplift them and boost them up, that can provide support and advice and a different perspective other than what they've been thinking about, talking about, that doesn't serve to getting that good guidance that creates coping skills, that introduces new strategy to propel them forward. Certainly, there's going to need to be some time spent on building self-confidence. Ultimately, we need the self-confidence to develop the bounce-back capability from the setback. It's this type of crap that we really need to be separated from so that we can advance our cause. Then there's negative self-talk, limiting beliefs, and self-defeating thought. Everything that's originating from the mind is going to act as a hard stop to whatever it is you're trying to do. When an individual sports this type of mindset, they are not going to be 
confidently executing life, taking on new challenges and opportunities, they're going to be in full-blown self-sabotage mode. And there's a way to overcome this. We increase our awareness about these negative patterns that keep playing out like crap. We challenge those thoughts. We're looking for evidence that that thought is true through and through. And then we replace those negative thoughts. When we're in a state where we can't seem to find our way out of the thinking, we phone someone who can help us, someone that we can pull up with to help us break through this momentary weakness. And finally, we want to make certain that we begin practicing gratitude. That is a significant force that can help elevate us out of all of these negative thinking models. Finally, our concern sometimes about what others may think or their criticism shouldn't be anywhere on our radar as something that we need to give any of our thought cycles to. Being concerned about what others are going to think or what they may say, I don't want you to even for a moment consider that. You're going to run your race. You are going to do the things that you are led to do to achieve the outcomes that you want to achieve. The notion of you getting everything 100% correct for all of the tasks that need to be done to move you from the place you are to your place of success, to your place of achievement, to think that those are all going to be perfect, I just want you to lose that entire perspective as well. You can't get good without first being bad. You can't even begin to improve if you never get started. And if you never get started, one of the daggum things that could be happening in the form of crap is you're too concerned about what others may think or what they may leave as a comment, what they may leave as feedback. I remember what that's like. It's as close to torture as you can get. The mind can devise all sorts of things to just really shake us up. There's little to no criticism, harsh criticism, that it can't manufacture for us in bulk. The best thing for us to do is simply to let go of the opinions of others, understanding that it's not going to be possible to please everyone. I got to tell you, I've done this some time ago, and it's been one of the most liberating things I've ever done in my life. If someone had told me this 20 years ago, I would have taken a stab at it because the way I feel now, the way I'm able to move through life as a result of this liberation is nothing like I've experienced before. Take a little time, do some self-reflection, see if this is you, and if it is, simply let go. Metaphorically, Overcoming challenges and setbacks on the journey to success is the core of what we've talked about today. It's what we need to overcome the crap that happens on our journey to success. Nelson Mandela says, don't judge by success. Judge by how many times I fell down and got back up again. We talked about resilience quite a bit. 
the ability for you to bounce back. When the crap happens, you need to bounce back quickly. Bounce back is your ability to rise to the occasion, note the situation as not the desired outcome, look through it, find the good pieces, tweak the ones that didn't work, and get back in the game. You should expect the crap to happen. And now for each of the six elements that stand in the way as the most significant crappy items, you're now able to deal with these from a place of resilience, from a place of perseverance, which allows you to overcome the adversity we keep noting as crap. Thanks for tuning in. And that concludes this episode. I appreciate your time and your attention. I can be reached on IG at Your Thought Life, Y-O-R Thought Life, no spaces. You are enough, you can do it, and you are uniquely equipped to realize your goals. Until next time, take care, be safe.